Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M-Class Podcast. Ow! 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 Take off your shirt! In an audio format. <laughs> you can hear my hard nips. Ping! How many do I got? You don't know. You How can't see them. How many superfluous em. nipples do you think we have undiagnosed? Combined. Combined? <laughs> Let me get the you calculator out. <laughs> If you want to know, go to patreon.com. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, this is a Star Trek podcast, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, why not? Oh, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. <laughs> if you've never listened to the show, you're like, who the fuck are these people? Why are they talking about nipples? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who Who am I really, is the question. That is the question. Now, now we're like a zen podcast. <laughs> this podcast is actually about uh, discussing and rating episodes of Star Trek, so you know we're drowning in pussy. Oh, fuck, dude. I had to, like, beat off so many vaginas before I got on the call. <laughs> That's the preferred nomenclature. I had to beat them off with a, with a big 12-inch meaty stick. A TRGW? It's don't... Hashtag don't check. Don't check. <laughs> By the way, this is the number one Star Trek podcast on the internet. Hashtag don't check. <laughs> Just take our word for it. Yeah, it's don't look it up. We are uh, hip deep, let's say this time. Yeah. And, uh, oh my god, I'll never remember the name of this fucking collection. The Prime uh, Directive Defective, Defective Collection yeah. from uh, Sully. Sully's, yeah. yeah. We're almost done. I we're, remembered we got it. One, I we got fucking one remembered more? it. And uh, the the purpose of this collection is to highlight episodes where the crew of the starship, whatever the one we're fucking talking about this time, we're back on the Enterprise, baby. It's just <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck the rules. We're just going to do whatever. We'll just do whatever. This one, they don't fuck the rules too much. No, they don't uh, fuck with the pre-warp civilization, actually. They do save them, which is against the Prime Directive, but the Prime Directive is, is only though? General Order 1 now. Is it, though? It's just a general order. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys might want to follow this rule, but... I mean, we're not going to check, so... I mean, generally. Just follow it generally. <laughs> it's the honor system. Uh, today we're talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Season 1, Episode 2, Children of the Comet. It's a fucking awesome Black Sabbath song title. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> this episode was written by Henry Alonzo Myers. Mm-hmm who uh, was the executive producer and showrunner of Strange New Worlds for um, season one and two. That's so all there is, All baby. of them so far. <laughs> uh, he was also, a uh, little bit about his past endeavors, he was the executive story editor and producer on Charmed. Oh, fuck yeah. And the executive producer on Ugly Betty. Two winners. But Two he, winners right there. He also wrote and produced on Chuck. Uh, people like uh, that show. The Sex in the City prequel show that I did not know existed called what The Carrie Diaries. What is that? From 2013. And The Spy What was that on? The Spy Thriller. It gotta be HBO, right? They own it. 
I guess, yeah. And the spy thriller series Covert Affairs, which I've never heard of. I think that was on in the 90s. Uh, 2013. Yep, that's what I said. 1993. Same shit. Same decade. Don't Uh, check. (laughs) This episode was directed by Maya Vervillo. Or Vervillo. She's Croatian. Okay, Uh, so no no 2LY. I, you know what? I watched three separate videos to get the pronunciation of that name right, and I yeah. fucked it right out the gate. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to this show. <laughs> it's Maya Vervillo, and uh, she uh, mostly did film editing and television on shows like The Agency, Cold Case, and Hawaii Five O. Like the original Hawaii Five O. The 5-0? reboot, like from the seventies. <laughs> yeah. What about Chips? Was she on Chips? She was on Chips. She played Paunch. <laughs> she was Paunch on Chips? Uh, she's actually been directing since 2015, and uh, hence why she's directing this episode. But she directed uh, a show called CSI Cyber, which I'm sure is a great television show. Oh, sure. It's a super full of accurate computer knowledge. Uh, person of Interest, Elementary, Prison Break, Doubt, Lethal Weapon, uh... The reboot, Gotham, yeah. Titans, and reboots. Wow, she's done a ton of shit. It reboots of MacGyver, Magnum P.I., SWAT, and other shit. You ever watch Titans? No. I've I've seen the fuck Batman bit, but that's about it's, it. It's fucking Riverdale, but Teen Titans. That's why I haven't watched it. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, so it doesn't work because it's already ridiculous, right? Like... Like, they're superheroes. The only reason Riverdale works is because they're supposed to be normal. Well, they're not. <laughs> but they're not. Exactly. Um, you get it. This I guy get gets it. it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, also, um, no Cheryl, so fuck it. There's nobody hot as Cheryl in there? Not as hot as Cheryl, no. Not, no. Damn. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody on Earth as hot as Cheryl. Uh, that's really debatable. It's masturbatable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are correct, sir. That is correct, sir. Yes. Yes. Now that's a reference everyone's going to get. Yeah, that's a timely (laughs) From 2013 is when that reference is Uh, from. Maya Vervillo has directed seven episodes of Star Trek. Uh, One, um, what is ST? Star Trek. Start short treks, okay. Oh, like okay. yeah, one short trek, two Discovery, two Picard, two Strange New Worlds. So like a whole lot of probably not good episodes and two pretty good episodes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, no, I I will say straight out the gate, a little spoiler. I like this episode. Yeah, this episode's good. It's really good for like a second episode of a Star Trek series. Yeah, absolutely. I um. <laughs> I mean, like, a spoiler again for the end of the episode when we give the review, but, like, um, this is the episode that cemented Strange New Worlds as being, like, holy shit, they're doing Star Trek again yeah. for me. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. It was a refreshing uh, relief at the time when it came out because it wasn't, like, Captain whatever Michael Burnham being, like, but I'm in love. <laughs> is that what happens? I stopped uh, like, watching before the love plotline like kicked season in. Like, season three or four, she's like, I am in love with this guy. This dude who wears a leather jacket in the future. <laughs> he has a Millennium Falcon. Oh, shit. 
It's like he's Han Solo from Star Trek. You know how Han Solo got that name, right? Because he didn't have a name, and that guy was like, Solo. <laughs> we need the origin of everything to understand. <laughs> yes, we must name this character in the movie. I actually like that Solo movie. It's all right. It's, it's, it's watchable. It's, it's, it's okay. all right. <laughs> it's like a six. I'd probably give it like six. a seven. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like it. I think I like it better than most people do, but like, by the time I watched it, it had been out of theaters and I was watching it on some streaming service and it was I during the time when I was like completely over Star Wars and didn't care about it anymore. Yeah. I saw it in the theater and people, when like Maul came up, people were like, what? Because they didn't watch like yeah, any of like, What the shit? fuck? Why is <laughs> he like, a spider? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> he wasn't a spider anymore. No, he's not. He's got a human rope. He got humy legs. He goes through so many legs though, man. Look, if you can just change out your legs at will, you would. Don't pretend. <laughs> Yo, if I had metal legs, can you imagine how fucking cool that would be? Yeah. I, I could imagine it. the fucking dance moves you would pull off. So the Enterprise, uh, which is, this is Captain Pike's Enterprise. Yeah, is, the original ncc one seven oh one. You made it. <laughs> had, to, had to think. The seventeen oh one herself. Before anybody blowed it the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, they are surveying the Persephone system, and uh, they're following an ancient comet C slash two two six zero dash Quentin, named after Quentin Tarantino because the comet had feet. Wow, I thought it was named after Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, because it's shaped like his fishbowl helmet. <laughs> Man, we are drowning in pussy. This is a bad episode this of this show. <laughs> this, is, this is a bad This is a bad show. And I mean M-Class, not Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... The um, the Enterprise is doing landy par- landy landy parting readiness protocols. Yes, that's they're yes. doing landing party readiness protocols, and uh, for most of the people in the ship, so they're all bored as fuck. Like, so it's time yeah. for a big dinner at the captain's cabin. Everybody, come over! Captain Pike's throwing a fucking kegger. He's barbecuing. Dude, yo, can we talk about how huge his quarters are? Yeah, he has the biggest quarters in the history of Star Trek. That man's quarters are, like, the size of my apartment. His quarters are the size of my townhouse times two. They're They're massive. They're the size of my dick times two. Jesus, don't check. (laughs) Um, But, like, uh, our hero, Uhura... Which I think it was like a genius move to like have a cadet like see the yeah. sh- the ship and the characters through her eyes. It's a really with. smart. It's really smart how they do it with her because like you you can't just have her be a Mary Sue right and be like I'm a her I'm fucking amazing even though she is right like, yeah she's amazing at what she does yeah, but she's yeah. not like uh, she's not the Uhura we know who's just not like bl- fucking blasting fools in the yeah. animated series yeah this is early Uhura. <laughs> 
who is unsure of her place in Starfleet, which I think is a fun storyline to see her sort of like gradually become more and more sure of herself as the series goes on. I also like the cadet badges where it has your year on it. I think that's, that's really cool. That is cute. I like that yeah. as well. <laughs> but um, they... <laughs> Uh, Ortegas, being the the prankster little imp she is, is like, you should wear your dress uniform. Yeah, maybe you want to think about wearing your dress uniform. (laughs) (laughs) She shows up in, like, fucking sweatpants and a crop top. (laughs) She's wearing, like, a workout. She just, like, came from the gym, didn't even shower. Uh, But we do get to see a little shot of the people on the desert planet below where the comet is heading. Yeah, these gross reptile folks. Jesus. Um, well, they're no spoonheads. I thank God. <laughs> You've gone too far, Josh. Thank God. <laughs> but the, they're watching the comet cross the sky, so they can see what's happening to the comet up there, which I'm sure the events of this episode will not affect their religious beliefs whatsoever. <laughs> Dude, whatever. I can't be responsible for every fucking religion ever created. If you do this, you're responsible for one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck it. You know what? Sometimes you gotta get a little dirty out here in the galaxy. But the- <laughs> Get your hands dirty. Uhura comes off the turbo lift wearing her uh, dress uniform, which is like... I don't like the dress uniform, but... It looks like a regular uniform from the future. It's Pretty much. my problem. I was like, that just looks like a regular... Like, it looks like an STO uniform. Like one yeah, of the ones d- yeah. you can get in that. Yeah. But Ortega shows up in a crop top and sweats. And she's like laughing at her about it. She's like, am I being hazed right now? And she's like, yeah. yeah. Haze. So people get bored. It's a small ship. And Hora's like, it really isn't. Yeah, which I guess back then it was It was no, pretty big. No, it's a big. pretty big ship. It's got... Yeah. Um, uh, 1,300 people on it or something? No, it only has like 400, 500. Look. <laughs> don't correct me on my own show, Josh. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to get fired. This is the last episode featuring Josh Henderson, by the way. <laughs> Next episode, special guest stars. Uh-oh. <laughs> That'll turn out great. For everyone involved. And the show definitely won't just stop at some point. <laughs> anyway... But uh, she's like, I'm going to go change. And Ortegas is like, look, you don't want to be late to the captain's <laughs> I wouldn't listen to Ortegas at all. No, ever I'd like, again. I'd be like, I'm going to change. Fuck you, Ortegas. She's like, uh, consider it your first square of Enterprise bingo. Mm, and, that's right. And that plays a part throughout the rest of the season. Enterprise that's bingo. Right. I forgot about that. And... Mm. Uh, Whereas, like, so what is what is these meals all about? What's going on here? And Ortegas is like, you know, Captain Pike likes to have members, regular members of the crew, not just command staff. Hence you. Yeah, hence the lowliest rank on the ship. Cadet. <laughs> Below, en- like, enlisted dingus. Below Ensign Kyle. Yeah, in Ensign Kyle, room. whose first and last name is Kyle, I believe. Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> There's also an Ensign Christina. I'm like, is that her last name? <laughs> yeah, it's her last name, I think. Uh, but she, uh, Uhura's like, you know, my father said always said that I was unburdened by conversational boundaries. And Ortegas is like, this will be fun for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a dickhead this episode. <laughs> 
But Pike opens the door wearing an apron. And he laughs right in her face. He laughs. He's like, ha, ah, a little bit of hazing, huh? Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> and Uhura is really uncomfortable during this meal. <clears throat> and uh, she goes in and she meets Hemmer. Who's cutting yeah. vegetables? And she's like, "Can I help?" And he slams the knife down. And he goes, "He like no." Ninja throws it into the cutting board, and he's like, "You think just because I'm blind I can't do shit? You fucking racist!" <laughs> I, I have, I really, really enjoy Spock and Hammer together yeah. during this season. Yeah, like they have this weird friendship where they really sort of understand each other in a well, strange they, way. They're both telepathic, right? Yeah. So they can kind of just. Can you imagine, like, I mean, I guess we do it to an extent with, like, our, our like, six senses, like, our body language and shit. Like, mm. you just meet somebody and you're like, oh, that guy's cool. That's like, true. Like, I'm sure That's everybody who's ever met me, yeah. Well, okay. I was, I was trying to say something sweet, but... <laughs> I knew you were going to do that, so that's why I said something. See, we have it. We have oh the thing. Oh, my God. Well, we don't have a podcast anymore together, so there's I'm, that. I'm like Hammer because I'm blind. <laughs> You're blind to the firing that's coming soon, yeah. <laughs> I always am. <laughs> but Hammer, like, you know, she's, he says, you know, if a human had my condition, they would be impaired, but I'm not. And Spock yeah. is like, oh, he's got daredevil powers. <laughs> he says that, which yeah. is crazy. Uhura's like, like, who the fuck oh. is Daredevil? <laughs> oh, I thought she was like, oh, from the Marvel's Daredevil. Yeah, I know You're from that. the Marvel that. TV series. I remember. From Netflix's Daredevil. From soon-to-be Paramount Plus's Daredevil, we hope. And oh, they cross God. all their fingers. And then they look at the camera and go, wink, wink. Double wink. Um, but Spock throws a carrot at Hammer, and he just catches it. He's yeah. like, you telegraphed your throw telepathically. Yeah. Spock's like, yeah, that was meant to show your enhanced senses. And Uhura's like, are you guys hazing me? And they yeah. both just stand there quietly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she says in Andorian that Hemmer needs to get out more and then looks at Spock and says, seriously, in Vulcan. In Vulcan. It's pretty good. And then walks away. And Hemmer says, I like her. And Spock says, indeed. Indeed. Maybe one day I will put my wiener in her. Uh, depending on the universe. In one yeah, universe, universe he does, and the other old-ass Scotty does. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty's like, look, lassie, <laughs> we're getting up there in age. Let's slip our hot dogs inside of each other's orifices. I, f I failed human anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Pike tells a story about when he was an ensign, uh, where he runs after a Nausicaan with no pants. Yeah, it's like a Buster Keaton ass fucking like old timey black and white yeah. stunt thing. He, he trips over the Nausicaan's yeah. pants into a creek, and uh, the commanding lieutenant is like, "You're not the best fits for security." And everybody fucking busts a gut. They were like, "That's ridiculous," because Captain Pike is Jesus. He's the best man. We but, love him. But Spock is like, I've, he never. Spock mentions that he's never understood the human inclination to laugh at other people's misfortune. He always thought it was impolite. And Nurse Chapel's like, that's because you're a fucking baby back bitch. Because you're a green blooded hobgoblin. And everyone laughs because Chapel's like, right on. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, you know what, Chapel, you're all right. <laughs> Chapel, you're the shit. <laughs> 
but Pike mentions that sometimes things go so badly that you can't help but laugh. Yep. Just like, it must be nice to feel that way in the future. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Uh, Uhura hums a little ditty. She goes to get herself a drink, and Pike is like, what's that about? And she's like, oh, it's just a bad habit. He's like, no, I asked what fucking song it was! It's just like dinner at my parents. (laughs) She says it's a folk song from Kenya, where she's from. Pike's like, oh, I went to Lake Simbainayama, which uh, is like achingly beautiful. And Uhura's like, oh, I grew up very close to there. A couple miles. Pike Pike is like, you know, you had to have been quite impressive to make the cut. I heard you speak 12 languages. She's like, 37. And everyone like looks like whoa, yo, flexing that big old TRGW. But she mentions that Kenya has twenty-two languages, so she doesn't just know Kenyan; she knows the twenty-two separate languages spoken in Kenya. Yeah, I don't know like two languages. So no, I barely I, know the one. Yeah, I can't even speak Americanese. <laughs> I think that's what we call it, right? Yeah. We took over. There's no more English. Even the English speak Americanese. <laughs> well, next time we have Rich on, we'll ask him. Well, he'll know. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be on board for that. <laughs> he'll be like, You what, mate? You what, mate? To the tower with you? My son's a piece of shit. That's what he'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But, God. Uh, we love you. We love you, Rich. But he's um, listening to this. <laughs> he's uh, she. She mentions that she and the only way to be able to like be understood in Kenya is if you speak to someone in their own language. So she learned them all, and he's like, "That must have been." Uh, and he said, "You just learned them all, just like that." And she's like, "It's that easy." And she's like, "You know, it is for me." Yeah, I'm a fucking genius with my tongue. <laughs> That's how I saw it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if, if you saw it that way, but that's how, in my head, I was like, yeah, that's what she said. Must be something with the Universal Translator. Yeah, that makes perfect it. sense. Yeah. yeah, I always wondered about that. Are the crew of the Enterprise all just speaking their own languages? I would assume so, yes. And it makes, so like, here's what I always, made my head canon, right? Was sure. that it does something to the language part of your brain that it makes it seem like they're speaking your language while translating it, right? Mm-hmm. So in a sense, like it can kind of like it's like tricking your your brain into thinking they're just speaking your whatever native language. That that would be like a really fun moment in a Star Trek series where like yeah. there's like some sort of a, a high level EMP that knocks out all of their universal yeah. translators, and when all the characters start talking, they're speaking completely different languages. Yeah, and you're like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> it's the Tower of Babel all over God. again. God. Not again. And then Quark has to, like, pull it out of his ear with a paper clip, like in Little <laughs> Green Man. It's a good episode. Reset it. In a diff- yeah. For a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... They have this conversation where Uhura mentions that she doesn't consider herself all that Starfleet, and uh, everybody's pretty offended about this, right? They're all like, "They're like, what of us? What of us? Yeah. Google gobble, Google gobble." <laughs> 
but uh, she mentions that she wanted to study alien languages. So she was going to go to the University of Nairobi, and both of her mm. parents taught there. But a week before she was going to start, uh, they were killed in a shuttle accident, and along with her older brother. Great! This is the worst dinner I've ever been to. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh God!" They st- they like bury their face in the meal there. <laughs> yeah, and Ortegas is like, "God." Damn it. <laughs> Ortegas is like, you should wear your dress uniform to the funeral. <laughs> you might want to think about it. I said you might want to think about it. Yeah, I didn't say you had to. But um, she couldn't go to the campus to start uh, her uh, university career there because uh, she felt her family's absence everywhere she went. So she went into space, which is pretty far away from Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Well, um, her grandmother had been in Starfleet, and when she went to live with her, she decided she was going to go to the Academy. And Pike is like, so you ran away to Starfleet? Yeah. She's like, yeah. And he's he mentions that he highly values honesty, and he hopes that she could find a place where she fits, wherever that may be. Yep. Uh, we all know for sure that this is where it is. Yeah. Right? Like, absolutely. she outlasts Pike, even. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert for something Pike already knows and talks about in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And uh, which is number a, one is like, oh shit, he's all feeling bad about stuff. <laughs> which is like a, a really clever way to write this character. Because you could yeah. always just have it be like, he doesn't know anything about his future. It's a standard... Like, he's Jesus. I said that. He's Jesus, yeah. right? Well, yeah, sure. But it's like a the standard way to write this type of a series is to not involve any of the future things so you have as much time as you want to do right. a prequel story. I mean, but you they still immediately do, sort of tied it into his fate, and you created this completely new layer to this character. Yeah, th- exactly. And you, I think you still get away with having as much time as you want. Cause sure. Like, well, ten years say, is forever in TV. They're, yeah, they're not going to be on for ten years, right? Uh, no. And I mean, at a, at a certain point, they're probably just going to do like a flash ahead to it happening or something because yeah. they already have a guy to play Kirk. They already got Spock. That's they should everyone make it a that's movie. in that episode. <laughs> They should make it a movie. That would be great, actually. They won't. They won't do that. <laughs> I feel like um, I've been rewatching some Strange New Worlds a little bit recently. Yeah. And I feel like Ethan Peck as Spock is, like, growing on me. Yeah, it takes a little while. Like, I but... never disliked him as Spock the same way right. that, like, Zachary Quinto kind of, like, blew it for me. Like, I didn't like him from, like, straight oh, yeah. up from the beginning because he yeah, seemed he had the angry look. all the time. Yeah, he had the look, but he didn't. He can't act like Spock. Like he's not Spock. Yeah, and um, Ethan Peck has this. He he has a much more wide-eyed Spock, mm-hmm. who uh, who shows emotion once in a blue moon. But he's playing the Spock from like the cage. Right. It's it fits with like Spock when he's like playing the lute and he's all laughing and giggling and shit. <laughs> like in the cage, he smiles at flowers. Even like, yeah. So he's he's trying to reconcile those two performances, and I think he does right. a good job. And I I feel like he did that specifically so he would have his own version of Spock. He wouldn't yeah. be so directly compared to what Leonard Nimoy has done. It's a it's a tall task yeah. to do that. And I do feel like, uh, for better or worse, and definitely for worse for Zachary Quinto, the fact that Ethan Peck is like the third guy to pick up Spock. Yeah. Um, has made me a lot more lenient on his performance because I've seen how bad it can get. 
Yeah, it gets, uh, you know, whether that's all Quinto's fault or not. I, I, I feel like that has that... a lot more to do with the writing that he had to follow. Like, he, he wasn't the best at playing the emotionless character, but I do feel like a lot of the writing caught, like, what he had to do undermined yeah. his performance. Yeah, I think also, like, at the time he was in Heroes, he was playing a villain. Mm-hmm. And it, that kind of bleeds through a little bit. It's like, he's silent. kind of like... Yeah, he's kind of like a villain-ish. He doesn't yeah, play he's, a... He's like the... um In the original like uh, Star Trek uh, reboot movie. 2009. Yeah, 2009. Just Star Trek. He is almost like the rich rival snowboarder. Yes. In, From Snow Dogs. <laughs> like, he's trying to take... Like, he's the type of character who would be trying... His father's rich. Yeah, And he's yeah. gonna buy the fucking Snow Lodge and <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> and so, Kirk has to beat him in snowboarding to... Yeah. He's that type of character. Well, that's, uh... That's J.J. Abrams and Damon <laughs> Lindelof for you. Uh, we're gonna move right along. Um... <laughs> Uh, Uhura and Spock have a conversation where Spock says, you know, uh, if you don't believe you should, you belong in Starfleet, you should step aside for someone who does believe they should yeah. be in Starfleet. Which I think is fair. This is like, like he mentions, it's the lifelong dream for many people, including himself. To be on the Enterprise especially, right? Mm-hmm. But Uhura's so fucking dope. She's like, I didn't even fucking try. I just rolled out of bed onto the Enterprise, Yeah, bitch. I know all languages now, fucker. I make I make Hoshi look like Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi doesn't even know English. <laughs> he knows it. He says Yoshi. He only knows Yoshi language. <laughs> Which is very much like a Pokemon language when you think about it. <laughs> Yoshi. I guess he knows how to say... Is that a word? What is, maybe that mean, Maybe that's like a slur in maybe. Yoshi tongue. Maybe Yoshis are just giant fucking racists, and yeah. we don't know it. Bring means spoonhead. Oh my god, Yoshi. <laughs> They're your right. lizard brethren. What are you doing? That's not racist. Don't worry Just about because it. they're lizards doesn't mean they're related, Jeff. Look, I met a lizard once. His name was Gex. Do you know that guy, Yoshi? <laughs> Do you and Gex know each other? You're both lizards, I figured. (laughs) Uh, uh, Number one in Pike. Uh, Number one being a nickname because her name is Una. Yeah, that's clever. Which is funny. I like that. Um, It's like, you seemed like really off at dinner. Like, is this because of what you experienced on Boreth? And the show doesn't really take the time. I feel like this is one of the only failings of this episode. The show yeah. does not explain what the fuck they're talking about. Well, to be fair, and uh, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm glad because that is dumb. It's a dumb. It's a dumb thing. <laughs> like <laughs> right? they like, they explain it in other episodes in a way that sort of. Yeah. Uh, glosses over what happens in that yes. episode. Yes. <laughs> All you really need to know, and they should have explained at this point, is that he saw himself die in the future in order to save uh, a whole crew of kids, like young people. And yeah. he knows that's going to happen in 10 years, and he has no way to avoid it. And they they get that across, but I don't know, because I've seen that episode. I know what they're talking about. Right. I don't know if that comes across fully to an audience that hasn't seen that episode or not. I I think that that's 
okay though because it adds a little bit of mystery like if you didn't watch that episode of discovery you're like well what like what's he like what is he so concerned about i guess it's true it's like a different avenue for the writing pretty clever and like it's clever too i think too because like if you do know about pike which like who the fuck doesn't like honestly like he's gonna end up in the beat beat machine even yeah even if you're like not a star trek fan you know about the beat beat machine that's probably so, true. Like it's, I think it's kind of clever to be like, oh, it has something to do with that, maybe. Like I don't know. But um, Pike starts reciting a series of names that he's memorized, and she's like, "Who, who are they?" And she's, he says, "These are the kids whose lives I'm going to save. I've made peace with my fate, knowing that I'm going to save their lives." He's fucking Jesus. Like he has to stay the course, or they're going to die, and he understands that. But number one, Jesus didn't have hair like that, though. No, Jesus did not have the wave the way he does. But number one is like you know, maybe your fate is what you make of it. She watched Terminator, and that was her, that was like in her. I saw this fate. ancient Earth film called Terminator. <laughs> the great prophet Sarah Connor said. Um, but they get summoned to the bridge. Spock's like, there's a problem with the comet. And on television, everyone just kind of looks at each other like, oh my god, what's up? And then it cuts to the next scene. In real life, they'd be like, be more fucking specific. What are you talking about? What's the problem with the comet that's been floating in space for 15 billion years? I think you need to come up here and see this firsthand. No, fucking tell me. What what is this, a fucking birthday surprise? (laughs) I'm the fucking captain. I need to know what's happening happening. all the time. (laughs) But um, basically the comet is going to strike that planet with the blue lizard folk, Persephone 3, in two days. And it's going to leave absolutely no survivors. Yeah, well, it's pretty big. (laughs) And uh, so they're like, well, what can we do to stop this? Spock's like, well, how about four ion engines? Just yeah, we'll stick just them on there it. and fucking fire it off. Yeah, we'll just push it out of the way. Smart. Lon's like, yo, how about we use some photon torpedoes? <laughs> and they're like, for what? And she's like, launch, launch vehicles. That launch vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, nice. <laughs> uh, but she's like, look, let me use some fucking torpedoes. Yeah, she's itching, dude. Dude. And, she, and at this point, you're like, she's a Noonien Singh, so, like, I I think it's also clever how they make her kind of scary. <laughs> like, Yeah, she is kind of sc- Have they revealed that she's a Noonien Singh yet? I think in the first episode they do. I, I'm pretty sure they do. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because I think they say, like, like oh, Noonien Singh. Like, somebody's like, oh, and she's like, yes, I, tr- I know my ancestors, blah, 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 blah. But right. there is a funny moment where she's like, it should only take about an hour to retrofit the torpedoes. And Hammer's like, that's a rosy assessment considering I'm the one that's going to be doing all the work. Damn, Hammer, maybe you should uh, go fucking to the fucking galley and start being a chef if you didn't want to be an engineer. Hammer, how long have you been standing there? Is my question. Jesus, <laughs> Turn <around. laughs> Jesus Christ, heaven! <laughs> don't do that. Because he's just there. He's never on the yeah. bridge, but he's just I don't, there. I don't remember him being there. <laughs> but if he just beamed himself, <laughs> <laughs> he was listening on the comms. Yeah. He just beamed himself in to say that shit. I'm going up there. Fuck this. 
Pike's like, get it done. We got a planet to save before breakfast. And he does a little fucking... There's a couple Star Trek Discovery moments in this episode that make my eyes bit, roll. Yeah. When he's like, I love this job. Yeah, and it's like, yep. I mean, it's it's better here because, like... It's fine. It's, it's like, a positive thing that they're doing. I feel like in Discovery it would be like... Uh, someone would blow up a planet and they'd be like, I love this job. You know what I mean? Like love science. Yeah, science is dope, blowing stuff up. Again, to anyone who writes Memory Alpha uh, fandom articles, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I love this job. He adds Soto Voce to Una. What does that mean? Is that like a a screenwriting note? Soto Voce? I I think it's Italian. Let's see what it means. Let's so, find out. You don't know how to spell it. Shut up. <laughs> I know how to spell it. Uh, in a quiet voice, as if yeah. not to be overheard. Wow. Well, somebody. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Maybe it's a screenwriting thing. I don't know. In music, sotto voce is a dramatic lowering of the vocal or instrumental volume, not necessarily pianissimo. But yeah. a definitely hushed tonal quality. Not pianissimo. Not not forte. Not maybe not mezzo forte. Not il piantissimo from Mario Sunshine. <laughs> That's a joke for one person out there. That's <laughs> it's, it's a reference. Soto, vo- Soto voce is uh, Latin. Everything's Latin. Why did you ch- suddenly add Latin, a fucking musical term? To your fucking memory alpha article! I feel like now would be a time to take a break while Jeff has a mental breakdown. Uh, I'm just always confused about, like, the decision-making that goes into the memory alpha write-up. Like, there's a lot of strange decisions being, like, happening here. Look, I don't want to be too mezzo-forte about this, but... (laughs) You're always being pianissimo. (laughs) Suck my pianissimo. Pianissimo. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Pianissimo. Nothing was cut out there, by the way. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Perfection is the action-packed game where you race to fit the shapes into the slots, but you better be quick, or perfection will pop. This piece here is the happiest there. Put those pieces everywhere. Be quick or beware. What goes perfection? I did it. Perfection from Milton Bradley. Welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you bought that good or service. It's probably just the Legos or something. Again? I fucking love Legos. always Legos! You can blame Rich for that. I I never got into Legos. They were too expensive, so I never got them. It sucks, because they're... Honestly, it just, like, relaxes the shit out of me. Like, when I build them, I'm like, oh, this feels so good. And then I'm done, and I'm scratches like, the brain. And yeah, and then I'm like, well, I'm fucking alone with my thoughts again. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I had a problem with that when I was. I had to work without music while I was waiting yeah. for my landlord to show up, and I was like, yeah. oh fuck, thoughts are in my brain. I yeah, don't this like is this. Horrible. This is terrible. Yeah. 
Uh, I like it. By the way, before you write in about it, if you still know the email address, uh, therapy is expensive. Anyway. <laughs> That's why we do this show. They, uh, they scan the comet, and... Uh, Oh, well, first off, they, they try and do their little plan. They fire off the photon yeah. torpedoes that are loaded with the, like, retrofitted with the engines. And a force field comes up and just plips them off of it. They're all, it's all destroyed. Plink, 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 plink. Yep. And they're like, how, why the fuck does a comet have a force field around it? Mm, the plot thickens. A, a mystery is afoot. Wonder what's happening. They tried hailing the comet. They tried scanning the comet. There's no life signs. There's nothing fucking on it. Yeah. But there is a gigantic subterranean structure, which we will only see one room of, by the way. Yeah, it's the most important room, the Agatorium. It's it's, uh, classic Star Trek in that way, where they're like, it's a giant fucking massive structure, and then we see one room. You sh- they show you like a like a Star Wars style like hologram of it, and it's like the whole comet is like the yeah. like the building is the size of it, right? Yeah. Uh, we we meet Sam Kirk again. This it's me, Sam Kirk, the porn star. Yeah, check out my mustache. <laughs> the only reason I exist as a character is because they couldn't get a different actor to play the corpse. <laughs> so I have to look like Shatner with a mustache. <laughs> He's a xenoanthropologist. Yeah. Which means something to someone. He he's a, he studies cultures of different off-planet people, aliens. Nice. I know what anthropologists do. I don't know shit. <laughs> but, uh... I know he, that anthropology is a makeup store, too. I get In that. In the mall. I get next that. to the piercing pagoda. <laughs> I get that. Um... Pike does this thing quite often uh, that I really enjoy for a captain to do where he says, uh, I'd like everyone's ideas. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is absolutely the best way to arrive at the best idea you can is to get as many ideas from intelligent people as you can. He's an inverse Jellico for sure. Yeah, Jellico's my way or the highway. I was in Robocop. (laughs) I was every villain in the 80s. But Lon's like, I think it's a derelict spacecraft. Wrong. And Spock's like, well, let's go down there. Yeah. And Kirk's like, but they're, or Kirk, fucking Pike is like, but they're shields. Yeah. And he's like, they only react to threats. So I think we can beam to the surface. And if I was Pike, I would have been like, you fucking think? Maybe you should know. Maybe we should beam like something down there, yeah. like a baseball or something. Yeah, maybe we should beam a non-living being down first to test, but that's not how Star Trek works. <laughs> no. In real life, they would send like probably like 25 robots beforehand. Sam Kirk gets one of his three lines here, where Pike is like, do you know of any civilizations that sprang from comets? And he's like, it'd be the first I heard of. Yeah, and which like, I mean, like, isn't there, like, some gray area here? Like, isn't there, like, well, you know, there are, like, civilizations that, like, worship comets and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. No. No. But none of, no. He's like, no. No. I don't like that you asked me. That's what he says. <laughs> he, you complimented my mustache, but that's as far as I'll let you go. You should try one yourself. And then Pike immediately changes the subject. Yeah, because he would look like shit. Yeah. All, like, here's the my opinion. 
and it's a hot take. And I'm Here's sure, the my opinion. I'm sure it's going to piss off a lot of people. <laughs> Literally no one in history has ever looked good with just the mustache. You know what? I, I agree with that. Um, it's a look, that's for sure. It is a bad look. <laughs> and honestly, like... I've seen so many people who are. I feel like there's a there's a uh, distinct mental like block in handsome men's minds where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I I'm won. Who won I won the genetic lottery yeah. and I look very handsome. I yeah. have to fuck this up somehow. <laughs> so I have to dress like an idiot, grow a mustache, or get like a mullet or something. Like well, I have to make myself look shitty somehow. That's what hot people do with their personality too. They're like, well, I'm hot, so I don't have to <laughs> fucking put points in the charisma. <laughs> Fuck that. It's true, and they don't. And they don't. And they're yeah, they don't. And like, then they have a mullet. <laughs> mullets are back. I've seen yeah. so many like barbers talk about like here are my top three like worst haircuts you can get, and none of them ever say mullet. Is that because people aren't getting them? Or? No, it's because that's popular. Mullets are like, especially like the gross, like curly rat, like wet rat oh, mullet. Oh fuck! Like the Jerry curl yeah. sort of, yeah, with the sides shaved. Right. And right. if you have that, uh, that's very popular now, and most people would love it. I'm glad it's 1991 again. <laughs> True. God. True. Uh, but Uhura gets sent on the landing party with Lon, Spock, and Sam Kirk. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing! <laughs> and Pike's like, you wanted to speak alien languages, you need to go where the aliens are. Yeah, on this comet, maybe. That has no life signs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going, I don't know. <laughs> I like these environmental suits because they have the big panels that are their uh, division color. Yeah, Star Trek is really good about the suits. Like, that's one thing I feel like, except for the old ones where they look like. like I love really the stupid. old, like, fucking sparkly <laughs> yeah. ass silver suits. With the big TV head helmet. Yeah, they're on. like yeah. beekeeper helmets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's because they have to show the actors, right? Yeah, and it's, exactly. I, I think they're really clever about doing that. I always think it's very, very funny when characters in sci fi these days, like maybe for the last 15, 20 years, put a helmet on and then turn lights in their helmet that face their face on. Yeah, like that's I don't need gonna to help see you out see. of this shit. Yeah. You know what you know what helps me see shit? Putting a light in my eyes. Just <laughs> pointing directly at both my eyeballs from both sides. And then you gotta act like you can see shit. Yeah. But uh Chapel is like the planet is the comet is being bombarded by a ridiculous amount of cosmic rays and we don't want you fuckers turning into the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So we're going to hypo-inject you, and this will give you two hours down there. No longer. They don't, they don't mention this again. That I'm no, this, about doesn't, this doesn't come back at all. Which, like, I feel like that would be the entire plot in, like, a Discovery or something. Right, like, like if they you don't get to... off there, get off the yeah. thing within two hours, like, and everybody's like, oh, God, we gotta get off! Yeah, it's like you could have gone with that, except they pick, it's almost like they just were like, it's not exciting enough. We have to, like... Make it it's, be about it's, this other thing. It's not about that. It, no. This, this episode is all about the wonder of language. And yeah. the way the way we could communicate with an alien species that we have no contact with, nothing in common with. Yeah, you just put on fucking Paul's Boutique from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And they're like, yo, 
I want to hang out with these dudes. You put on to pimp a butterfly, <laughs> and you fucking you make contact. First contact, baby. First bomb tag. Ooh. This is a bad episode. That means. <laughs> this is a bad episode. Yeah, shut it off, shut it off. <laughs> but uh, there's, uh, there's a funny little moment where she injects a horror, and she's like, wow, ow, why didn't you warn me? And she's like, yeah. if I would have warned you, you would have known it would hurt. Yeah, now you don't. Now, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to Spock, and she's like, Mr. Spock, I'm going to inject you with my pointy needle. <laughs> It's, he, she, he's like, he, I'm ready for any kind of pain you could inflict. And Chapel's like, ooh, now you're just toying with me. Damn, Chapel, fuck, I love you. Suck my dick. And Spock is like, <laughs> he pulls on the collar of his suit. <laughs> Steam comes oh, out. Of <laughs> what a woman. <laughs> It's 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 a cartoon Sailot. Uh, <laughs> uh Lieutenant Kyle's name is Kyle. Lieutenant Kyle Kyleson. He does not have a first name. His name is Kyle. And that's his last name. Yeah. He d- he doesn't have a first name. His that's name what is you Kyle. just said. Okay. Yup. This is a bad episode. <laughs> this we are bad. We are terrible at this. It turns out that seven years does not make good. Look, we all have bad months. <laughs> we all have bad shows uh, from we, the beginning to now. We all have bad decades. Um, <laughs> they beam down to the, the surface of the comet, and uh, they find that the chamber has a breathable atmosphere. Weird. Uh, which is quite strange, but it's mostly so they don't have to wear the helmets. Yep. Thank God this comet's smarter than them. There's a, <laughs> there is a giant egg in the middle, which... Uh, always turns out well in sci-fi. I'd have been like, oh good, an egg. What could go wrong? Um, but Sam Kirk Let's gives take her our a helmet little... off like it's Prometheus. <laughs> Let's touch it. Yeah. Which is exactly what Sam Kirk does. He walks on the platform and Uhura's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And it goes, fucking electro blasts <laughs> his ass across the room. And he's like, yeah, he fucking gets krillin'. He's like, out. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, uh... Uh, fucking Yamchit is what yeah. happens. Yeah, he is, he's done. It he's cuts done. away and he's in a crater curled up. <laughs> he's just fetal. <laughs> but uh, they can't emergency beam out because they can't contact the ship. And uh, Ensign Kyle cannot get through with the transporter lock. Ready so go, Spock Kyle. uses... The tricorder apparently has a defibrillator built in. Yeah, medical ones do. I almost said that correctly. Defibrillator. There we you go. You said it right. You said it right. A defibrillator. I mean, if you think about it, like, subways have them, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, that would be exactly what you would need yeah. in the most emergency of a situation, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a med kit, right? Like, sort of. I yeah. guess it has one of the... It has one of those little regenerator Johns that Gold Ducat Johns. uses on his, on his hiney. <laughs> Remember when Goldicott sits on the spine on his hiney? Yeah, and he has to dermal regenerate his butt cheeks. (laughs) His lizard cheeks. Uh, Kyle gets a lock and tries to beam everybody out, but the comet automatically raises its shields. Wow, great. This rules. They are cut (laughs) off from the ship now. Nobody can talk to them. 
Laon has sustained, or Laon finds out that Sam Kirk has sustained extreme trauma from electrical shock. Yeah, mustache didn't save you there, did it, pretty boy? <laughs> His mustache exploded off of him when he got hit. It burned up like fucking Dr. fucking Robotnik. <laughs> it sizzled up. Uh, all they they do stabilize his condition with the different. Oh, thank God, I was so worried about this character that doesn't matter. I'm super worried about this character that gets killed by flying yeah. flesh pancakes off screen. <laughs> yeah, this character that definitely is alive for the whole show. Um, is like, let's not touch anything else. Yep, good call. They're like, look, Smart. the ticking time bomb comes in the fact. That everyone's favorite Kirk, Sam Kirk, will not survive without proper medical attention. So they and need if, to get back up. If Sam Kirk dies, the whole universe goes to shit. Next thing you know, Nero shows up. <laughs> That's George Kirk. That's their dad. It's, it's the same That's guy. That's their dad, Thor. <laughs> their Thor dad. Daddy Thor. Or is like, what kind of a comet would try and keep us here? And he's like, well, that's a salient question, but you're going to have to answer it. Yeah, it's up to you to answer it. But also, like, what kind of comet has a fucking egg inside of it? This is true. We're, we're a little bit past that part of this mystery, it's right? Like, I'm the only, like, this is my first away mission, I'm going to remind you. And Spock's like, look, you're the only linguistics yeah. expert here, so do your fucking job, dog. Yeah. You can fucking sit here and complain about how it's your first whatever, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's either you figure it out or we die at this yeah. point, which yeah. is what Lon says to her. Yeah, and everyone's and I love the way that both Lon and Spock kind of are like, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're like, we're going to fucking die. Like, Spock is trying to give pep talks, and he's fucking terrible yeah. at it. And Lon's like, you know what? God help us. Just Sweet Noonian Sig help us. <laughs> um, Pike again pulls everybody for ideas on how to um, save their people on the comet and uh, the Deleb on the planet surface. The lizard men. <laughs> Ortegas is like, well, why don't we use phaser harmonics? Yeah, we could make the shield go down because phasers are shit. <laughs> Right? No. <laughs> Sorry, I yawned. I'm it's very, right, very right. tired. It's fucking early. It's 3 o'clock. It's 3 p.m. It's, it's so, early. <laughs> so early. <laughs> but um, they, if they can get the exact frequency of the energy pattern and the shield, then they can shatter it using their phaser harmonics. Yeah, or it shoots right through it and blows up your friends. That is whichever. not something they even consider. <laughs> Because this is the balloon. Filling up too much balloon with balloons. Filling up our friends with too much phasers. Ahura <laughs> um, is still examining the markings on the big egg. And Spock is like, how you doing? And she's like, uh, bad. Bad right yeah, now, actually. She, she sees that there's a, a pattern, right? She's they're repeating patterns, but... That's all she I don't knows. Know. Um, they have a little conversation where Ahura... Cause Chapel, Spock's girlfriend. Spock's like, she's not my girlfriend. And he's like, she's like, I'm fucking with you, dude. I'm just playing with you. And <laughs> sometimes uh, a little bit of humor can deflect tension. And Spock's like, if I need to ease tension, I apply rigorous logic. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's the funniest joke he's ever told. And a whore is like, uh huh, all right. Yep, like Vulcans, am I right? <laughs> 
and she tries to share an, a glance with Lawn, like, look at what's up with this fucking guy. But Lawn's yeah. just glaring at her. Yeah, like, can you fucking fix this? She's fucking Vegeta-ing at her from across the room. <laughs> Dude, she is the Vegeta. She is the Vegeta of this show. Holy shit. You just uh, blew my mind, man. Back on the ship, they're about to shoot their friends to death. Uh, but they get hit by something that they yeah. don't see. And then the fucking camera bikes out, and there's the giantest fucking ship in the world floating out there. Yeah, it's like like three times the size of the Enterprise, and they're like, Jesus! Fucking, like ha- where did you come from? <laughs> what are you, Hammer? <laughs> but uh, they... Uh, get a hail, and the dude is like, we're the shepherds. And Pike looks at Instant Christina, and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, that's how the Universal Translator's doing it. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, we are the escort for the life giver, Mahanit. Mahanit's nuts. (laughs) This is a a bad episode. (laughs) Can we start over? Nope. All right. Can we start our friendship over? Yes. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, do you like Star Trek? I love Star Trek. Let's do a podcast. All right. And we're up to speed. This is the first episode. Um, Wow, this is a bad show. Maybe we shouldn't do this. (laughs) (laughs) But the shepherd says, like, if you touch my fucking comet again, my Mahanit, I'm going to blow you out of the fucking sky. And Pike is like, oh, the comet. And then he's like, it's Mahanit, you fucker. Call it by its name. And he's like, okay, if the Mahanit would just let our people go, we would leave. They're trying to keep it a secret that they're down on the planet that's at this right, point. That's they're like, right, we're just yeah. trying to divert its trajectory. Yeah. And the shepherd's like, oh, that's absurd. Like, are you a man? Are you like a reasonable man or aren't you? Yeah. Believe my fucking sky horse shit uh, my yeah, like, here's religious here's, horse shit about this comet <laughs> this is why you're in security Jeff yeah you're not gonna be a diplomat just blow it out of the sky yeah I'm an engineer like, now so oh sorry sorry I just decided I would be like what does your dick look like sir <laughs> <laughs> yo let's make friends with this species so I can peep that dick let's <laughs> Let's get them all liquored up so they'll take their pants off at the party. And I can see that dick. I'm trying to peep that peep. Let me peep that peener. But Pike's like, look, if Mahanit hits the planet, it'll kill millions of people. But it'll also destroy itself. Yeah. And he's like, I thought you were a reasonable man. And Pike's like, I like to think so. He's like, yeah. Mahanit is an instrument, an arbiter of the God's will. If it if it wants to move, it will. If it wants to bring life, it will. If it wants to just die and take the planet with it, then it will. Yeah, and nothing which is can like, stop it. It's interesting because this is like an extreme version of the Prime Directive, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. This, this is like no it's, middle ground here. It's like, a very specific Prime yeah. Directive, only yeah. for the comet, <laughs> only for Mahanit. Yeah, sorry, Mahanit. Yeah, don't call it a comet, you fucking unbeliever. Pike is like shepherd. Keep Mahanit's mouth out of your fucking mouth. Wait, what? I'm trying to kiss it. (laughs) He's like shepherd, more like zealot. Yeah. 
Well, that's like fucking this all judgmental, but okay. Yeah, but it turns out that the Shepherd vessel is faster, far more advanced than anything they've ever seen, and its weapons capability is so powerful that it could blow them out of the sky in an instant. I fucking love how like these fucking shepherds just five miles per hour <laughs> driving through the yeah. galaxy. Just <laughs> following the comet. <laughs> the slowest fucking shit of all time. They're man. in like, like a hyper-advanced ship yeah. for the time, but they're just like cruising. They're in neutral just ghost riding the whip. Man. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> whatever. But they're like, look, we need to buy time for the landing party to get the force field down. And Pike's <laughs> like, alright, well let's resume communications. And he's like, Look, I know you have your sacred duty, but the Federation has ours. And we we don't we're not trying to disrespect Mahanit, but we can't let a planet die. And the shepherd's like, if you're all about respect and non interference, then why are your grubby little fucking friends down on my surface? Yeah. Scuffing my Mahanit. Take like, your shoes well, off before you go into Mahanit. <laughs> Ortegas is like, Well, I guess they know. <laughs> Dude, Ortegas rules. Ortegas does rule. <laughs> uh, but the, the Pike is like, look, get through that landing party, even if you have to break the laws of physics to do so. Sure, I can do that. I'm a <laughs> wizard. Sure. <laughs> Let me use my blue wizard powers from a later episode. I'd be like, Hammer kill! Kill! <laughs> you in here? Wait, who, what are you, Picard? <laughs> I gotta break the laws of physics, Q. God, asking Q for a favor would be like asking the shittiest person you know for a favor. He's the devil. He's the fucking devil, dude. Uhura's still scanning the egg. And La'an's like, uh, is, are you going to get us out of here or are you going to get us killed? Yeah. And Uhura's like, it's pretty much a toss-up at this point. 50-50. And then she starts humming again, the same song she hummed at the, at the party. Um... And, and Mahanit's like, oh, girl, what's that fucking jam? Oh, fuck. Let me Shazam that oh, real quick. Oh, shit. Sing that again into my phone. But they have a little, like, Spock and Uhura have a little, like, back and forth where Spock's trying to, like, give her a pep talk, but he's fucking terrible at it. Yeah, he's not very good at it. <laughs> and then he does one that's a little bit better. And she starts humming again, but then the chamber starts reacting to the humming. Yeah, Mahanit is like, damn, that's a sick beat. That's a Mahanit song. song you're singing there. Oh. <laughs> this is the best episode we've ever done. I I took my glasses off and put my hand over my face. I heard it. I heard it. Uh, they find on the Focus, ship Jeff. there's a signal coming from the comet and they put it on speaker and it's like a tune and Pike is like what is that yeah. what is that identify that song it's uh, Vamu Vamba a traditional song from Kenya and Pike's like well that can't be a coincidence that's fucking weird yeah Uhura keeps harmonizing with Mahanit inside she's like do it this way it's a perfect fifth and yeah, the she, pentatonic scale she figures out all types of music shit, which I don't know any of. So I assume she's correct. I dated a girl who could do uh, any scale immediately in her head. Wow. And write it out. A music, a musician. And I was like, that's incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I can draw a picture. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I can 
I can be sad a lot. <laughs> oh, well, I can also do that, so you're not anything fucking special. Great! I don't even get that! No. Okay. No. <laughs> but, uh, they, they use their super... Like, they start singing together. Mm-hmm. And... I like this part, because La'an's La- La- like, I'm not gonna I'll ruin it, which is, like, the most unbelievable not-true like, she, thing. She's, like, an amazing singer, actually. Yeah. I mean, I've what? heard people sing, right, a lot. And when she sings in that episode, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, also, like, I feel like this whole part was written because the lady who plays Uhura, whose name is escaping me at the moment, yes. is a singer. And yeah, I mean, she like, sings she sings too. in that episode where Lon sings as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, But she's, like, got, like, perfect pitch almost, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. But they uh, follow this, like the harmonics that uh, Mahanit is shitting out at them, and it causes the shields to drop, and yeah. they beam everybody out, and the shepherds immediately open fire on them. They're like, Mahanit has spoken. You were warned. Yeah. And I they, like the way the shepherds look. They look cool. They do look cool. It they, looks like, they look like a Mass Effect alien. Yeah, yes. It looks very... Yes, exactly. And uh, Ortega like, gets oh, to do some Commander fucking... Shepard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ortega gets to do some fucking fancy flying. During this, this is scene, awesome. This which part is really rules. fucking cool. This is, this is so cool. I'm so glad they did this. Like, uh, the thing about this episode that I think makes it, like, heads... And head and shoulders above, like, Discovery and stuff of that ilk is all of this modern, like, CGI, like, star fighting type stuff. Yeah. Is completely secondary to the plot of the episode. Right. It and only serves the plot. That's the only right. reason it exists. And it makes sense. Like, you, like, you're, it's like almost like Top Gun where you're like, okay, like, I understand the relationship of where these things are with each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. In, in fucking Discovery, they were so busy jerking themselves off about, like, well, ships wouldn't be on the same plane. They would be, like, upside yeah, Who gives a fucking shit? Yeah, who cares? That. Like, what if there's, like a, like, a universal zero point, right? Where, like, everybody on a starship, uh, like, agrees that, I, like, I okay. I guess my, my real question is, why does it fucking matter? Why does how it does matter? That, exactly. How does that serve the narrative in it, any way, shape, or form? You're, you're right. You're right. Um, but, like... Or, like, they are, um, they want to move the comet, but they can't. Because as soon as they touch it, the shepherds are going to, like, all-out fire on them. Yeah, like, Because at this point, the shepherds again, are just, like, yeah. pelting them to try and get them to leave. Yeah. And Lon wants them to fucking leave. But the uh, comet is going to hit the planet in two hours. There's a little girl on the planet who's, like... That's getting, like, really fucking Anybody close. else noticing this? <laughs> Yo, you lizard dudes noticing this shit? <laughs> you fell at my fellow lizards? <laughs> um, Pike is like, Ortegas, do you remember how you bragged about being the best pilot to graduate the academy? She's and like, She goes, huh? <laughs> he's like, word gets around. She's like, well, what's your point? He's like, prove it. Get us in front of that comic. Damn. And she does like some fucking sick STO fucking flying. It dude. rules. And it's she's so like, cool. Initiate evasive pattern Ortegas Delta. And he's yeah. like, Ortegas Delta. And she like smiles at him. Yeah. 
And they fucking, she, they like go through the debris field left this behind cool by the comet. It's because they're getting hit by the rocks and stuff, and it's like, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. It's really you know? cool. Yeah. The shepherds are still firing on them, but they stop immediately when the comet is in front of them. There's yeah, no way to fire on the Enterprise any longer without damaging Maha meat. <laughs> so the shepherds try and call him, like, uh, move to the left. We but can't Pike's shoot like, you. Get out from behind Mahanit. Pike's like, no, don't don't answer yet. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just taking the comments bits, right? And Ortegas gets around to the front, and Pike's like, disable all systems except life support. Yep. We're going to trick these fucking fuckers, these chefs, these chefs, <laughs> these bitches. Fuckers. That's what he says, these fuckers. Did you fuckers ever trick the shepherds and jizz into the wall? Any of these shepherd fuckers ever come screaming out of the walls? <laughs> Pike, and Pike calls the shepherds and he's like, we surrender. We've suffered a yeah. total systems failure. And the shepherd's like, what if I don't accept your surrender? Yeah, he's Pike's like, well, like, then it, we'll crash into Mahanin and we'll yeah. infect it with our warp cord juice. Or trilithium resin, yeah. which I think uh, is pretty fucking good to smoke. If I, I was going to say, you ever smoke a bong with trilithium resin in it? Fuck you up, dude. It'll burn your whole fucking mustache off. <laughs> Turn into a fucking <laughs> werewolf, man. The, um, but like, if you destroy the ship, our trilithium will, in the warp core will explode anyway, and it'll destroy the comet. Yeah, and he's so, like, so please help us. We'll never touch Mahanit again. I promise you, we won't touch Mahanit. Yeah. And the shepherd captain uh, closes the channel. He's like, <laughs> Curse <laughs> you, bye! <laughs> and uh, number one's like, look, you're taking kind of a gamble here. And Pike's like, yeah, I fucking know. I heard about it. I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> but the shepherds start uh, a tractor beam. But it turns out Spike is out there. Uh, Spike. Spike. Uh, Spike from the Mario Brothers movie was there the whole time. <laughs> Damn, that's so cool. No, Spock is outside in the shuttlecraft Galileo, and uh, he takes off and he does some Ortegas level flying through yeah. the comet's field, its debris field. And he's like, "Turn on the microwave." <laughs> 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 he's in the back, like beep 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 beep, like the, two hours. The ship is just slowly <laughs> rotating. <laughs> But he, uh, they, he's like turns on the heat shields, which uh, seems like it should be doing the opposite, the opposite. of what it does. Yeah, but I think I think they like kind of like hand wave that one. They they could have said reverse like, the polarity, baby. Yeah, yeah, just turn it around, flip it. <laughs> there is a helicopter floating. I got to imagine ten feet off the ground outside. No, that's the cops. They're heard about you. They heard about your tags. Look, they don't need to know about that. Um, <laughs> Heard about your chop shop, but um, he he flies through the the comet like cutting off a big chunk of it, and it yeah. changes the trajectory of the comet, and it flies past the planet. That's kind of what they they want to do. Like if we ever have an asteroid, like like we don't need to shoot anything at it except for like something like an object. And then we just have the object like parked behind it, and it'll slow it down enough, right? Because the speed of Earth and stuff is so fast that it would just miss us. That's that's like a real thing. I hope that, that fucking works. I'm, you know what? Or I maybe we deserve it. 
<laughs> Look, it, the lizard people didn't deserve it, but no. maybe we do. Uh, the lizard people were just chilling in their desert, trying to have a yeah. good time. With their, we're monsters. We're, they have like really cool outfits. Those lizards. They do. People. They have these like like ringlets. Yeah, like, everything is made out of like leather rings. It's yeah, really it kind of cool. looks like bark. It's like they're very druid like. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like bark. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> but they, there's like a moment where they don't know if Spock survived or not. But then the comms cut in and Spock fake laughs a couple times. Ha 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 ha. And they're like, what the hell? And he's like, uh, sometimes things go so badly that you just have to laugh. But it didn't. What is he talking about? That's a good question. That is the only point where I was like, mm, I feel like this is a rewrite or something. Yeah, like, it worked. And also, he's not dead. Like, what What could have gone better? Like, what? But they, um, yeah, nothing could have gone better then. Yeah. But um, the comet passing the planet causes a water vapor to enter Persephone 3's atmosphere. Yeah. Which changes the atmospheric composition to from a desert to maybe, like, a, a beautiful green world. A savanna. And um, it could lead to, like, perhaps great societal development. That's what happened to us. Yeah. The comet. It, Mahanit. It gave Mahanit, us the shit. yeah. The shepherds hail in, and they're like, uh, now you've seen the glory and mercy that is Mahanit. Yeah. And he's like, sure. perhaps in the future you will not be so quick to judge the faith of others. And and, and uh, Pike is like, uh, yeah, you're right. We're wrong. Totally nothing weird happened. Yeah, we didn't definitely didn't do that yeah. ourselves or anything. All Don't right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but this is a great moment where he's like, we do not part as enemies. Nice. Goodbye, Commander Shepard. <laughs> Commander Shepard goes back to the Citadel. He goes back to slowly following Mahanit. For all of time, I guess. Good lord. What a f- what the fuck? Dude, He they were just bored. They were like, somebody's touching Mahanit. <laughs> we gotta do something about it. They fucking did paper, rock, rock paper, scissors to see who got to deal with it. Yeah. Shepard's uh, not even the guy who's in control. He just Commander won. Sh- Commander Shepard is like... Like, doing crochet in his room. Like, just bored out of his They fucking run out in the hallway when something happens. They're, like, falling over each other. Like, oh, me, me, me. Scrab. In the conference room, Uhura brings them all in, and he's like, yeah, you know, we used musical notes to numbers to figure out how to, uh, you know, do everything down on the egg ship. Yeah. So uh, we followed up and found some numerical coordinates in that music. Yeah, she's like, check this shit out. Ch- check this fuck shit out. She turns yeah. it on, it shows the star chart, and it shows Mahanit missing Persephone yeah. 3. So it was trying to tell them it was going to miss the planet. But, but. it shows an exact replica of the, p- the chunk of comet right. that Spock had cut off. Right. Like an exact which means scan. That it, which that it means it knew that the only way for it to miss Persephone 3 was for Spock in the future to cut a chunk of right. it off so that it would miss. It knew. It's an extra-dimensional comet. It it's knows, a profit. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't... Time is nothing to it. Yeah, it knew Mahani. its fate. Mahani rules. I'm going to start fucking worshipping Yeah, Mahani. let's follow Mahani throughout all space forever. Yeah, I want to crochet. That <laughs> Be fucking, bored. 
be bored out of our fucking minds. <laughs> Suicidally bored. Um, <laughs> which is like a nice little touch because like without this scene, yeah, when I was watching kinda, it yeah. the first time, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb. It's kind of like, empty without this. Yeah. But like, I was a fool because like without this scene, um, the shepherds are morons. Yeah, they just look like idiots, right? But with this scene, it's like, holy shit, are the shepherds right? Yeah, did they know, right? Yeah. Like, do, do, not only that, but it's like, maybe they don't know, but their belief is is, is solid, right? Yeah. Their belief they're, is founded. Their like, faith yeah. is founded in something. Yeah. Which is fine as long as you're not starting holy wars. Just fucking follow a comet. Look, if you don't believe in Mahanit, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> Jesus. If you don't believe in Mahanit, get the fuck off my planet. If you believe in Mahanit, please give to the tithe of the church at yes. patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Mahanit loves it when you give to the Patreon and you support mclasspodcast. Yeah, you want Ma- Mahanit to give you Mahanit powers, right? If Maybe Mahanit will miss our planet when it comes along yeah. if you give us money. Mahanit is mad you're not giving us money. <laughs> <laughs> Mahanit finds that pretty Maha shitty, actually. <laughs> Give us your Mahanit. <laughs> Damn, this is a good show, actually. We brought it back. We fucking saved it in the Damn. fucking 11th hour, dude. Uh, Spock and Uhura have a conversation uh, where she's Uhura's like, I know, I know, I should step out of the way for someone who wants to be in Star Tre- Starfleet. But he's in like, Star Trek. <laughs> he's like, no, Starfleet would be fortunate to have someone like you. Yeah, and it's if kinda, you decide to stay, it's kind of silly of them to all be like, "Oh, that's that's not cool." Because like, Starfleet doesn't need like soldiers. You know what I mean? Like, they just they need people who are good at stuff. They don't they don't need well, like. It's like uh, I understand it because I'm a bitter, jealous piece of shit, right? <laughs> When I see another artist succeed at something I want to succeed at, and they're like yeah. blasé about it, I I had like this. I had to work through some shit, folks. And I don't even have a fucking therapist. I gotta do a raw dog. <laughs> Where an artist I follow worked on Looney Tunes cartoons, but was not a Looney Tunes fan. He was like, hey, it's alright. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, what are you doing then? But it's a job. You have to get past it. You can't be fucking yeah. putting your own shit on it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mahanit has your back, Jeff. <laughs> Look, it used to be Nagilam on this. It's yeah. fully Mahanit. No, maybe the same Nagilam. guy? Oh, fucking maybe. Maybe the same guy? <laughs> same guy? Same guy? Same God? <laughs> uh, Pike <laughs> stares at the comet outside his window. And uh, <laughs> I feel like number one takes the exact opposite uh, lesson from this. Yeah, I thought this. She's too, like, yeah. well, none of us could have predicted how that turned out, right? Yeah, except Mahanit, fucker. Yeah, except fucking Mahanit, that our we, Lord and Savior, Mahanit. We just learned about that in Mahanit Church. Mahanit, number one. Were you listening in church? But uh, Pike's like, I've accepted my fate. Don't stop fucking bringing it up. And number one's like, look, don't you think you could be wrong? Uh, if you Pike's could make like, a different choice, one that would save you, wouldn't you do that? And uh, Pike goes to the computer and he brings up files on a bunch of children, which is probably going to look real weird to an outsider yeah, looking at his better, search history. Federation security is like, what's this about? What the fuck's happening here? 
<laughs> but uh, that is the end of the episode. That's it. Uh, which means that it's about time for us to take another break, and we will be back after these messages with our review portion. <laughs> <laughs> Trying out something new. <laughs> we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Up and hills, down and tails, as we hit the dusty trail, on the edge we go marching along. We are bad, we are boss, we've got guts to squish and squash, army ants, we go marching along. Army ants! Then it's high, high D for the Our Mahanid is an awesome Mahanid. He reigns on the planet of lizards. (laughs) 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 Fucking 10 out of 10 episode, actually. Never mind. We pulled it out. We fucking. I don't know how we did it. Speaking of pulling it out, (laughs) it's time to pull out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. That's what I thought you were going to say. Also, our dick. Ugh. Our communal dick. The one dick we have. It's like a, it's like a finger trap, but it's our dick. It's the like the eyeball that the fates share. We just like pull it off and stick it on the other person. Oh, the fucking the the gray sisters. Yeah. Uh, the Josh chicks from Ahsoka. <laughs> what? What did you think of this episode? We giving it scale of one to ten. I'm not explaining it. You can fucking figure it out. I'm giving it a seven point five. This is a really good episode. There's episodes I like better of of Strange New Worlds. Um, but yeah, like I, I I'm like trying to think of back when I first saw it. I was like, okay, like Star Trek is back. Like we're mm-hmm. back. We're back, baby. Right. And I don't know. I really love Pike. Uh, is great. I think. Ortegas is amazing. I, I really I love like Ortegas. I really like Laon. I think she's like really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I really wish she wasn't so attached to the like retconned version of the Gorn. But besides that, yeah, I love her yeah. character. The Gorn are a little stupid, but like I like that she's like the Raphael of the ship, right? Like she's the like Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the Vegeta. Yeah, like that's cool. But uh, yeah, seven point five. This is a good episode. Seven point five is a good score. I will say that. Yeah. It's a score that means the episode is good. But I am I am quite I'm wondering like why not higher? Why not higher? Yeah, cuz um, you just gave a bunch of praise to the episode. So I would like to know the opposite side of that. I I feel like like once you start hitting 8, like we're talking about like really really good episodes. Like like I feel like 8s and 9s are like really good. And this is a a, a good episode, but like I think I'm trying. I'm thinking big picture. Like uh, we're not we're not there yet, right? There's there's yeah. still like there's still like some goofy things in this episode. Like uh, I don't know, like Spock laughing and shit is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a nitpick and shit, but like, I agree you know. with that. I agree. With yeah. That. Um, I am going to give this episode an eight. Damn. And which is funny since I was like seven point five. Yeah, no, <laughs> so far off. No, but I agree with your points that this episode isn't. It's not quite there yet. There's um, yeah. a little bit of mischaracterization with Spock and uh, clunky, 
Like, there's this desire as a writer, and I know anyone who's ever, like, written a story can attest to this, where you want to have a connecting idea through the story that you can right. you refer to in the beginning, middle, and end. Right. And the connecting idea of this was that sometimes things go so bad that you have to laugh. And that sure. fit at the beginning and the middle, and it felt extremely shoehorned in at the end. Yeah, the end, was it fell flat. When the connecting thing was already there the whole time it was the music yes it um i feel like this episode does an extremely good job of being layered in a way that like tng does very naturally yeah and um star trek has had a lot of trouble with uh since enterprise got canceled yes um it layers in uh, storyline beats where it's not just about the comet, it's not just about the music, it is about Ohura right. as a character. Yes. And it even touches on the overarching story of Pike's fate and ties it in perfectly with the idea that the Mahanit knew its own fate. Exactly. Like, I think they could have done a little bit better job of that, and I think that that's not Strange New Worlds fault i think that that's discovery's fault like i think that's kind of why <laughs> we're blaming discovery for the problems yes. in another show i well you, i mean well you kind of like here's the thing though right like that's that's where this all started right mm-hmm. like this show is a spin-off of discovery whether you want it to be or not like so like i and i don't and i don't either <laughs> but and i don't think they do either right no. but like like having pike's fate like that's such a good point. I didn't even think about. It. Like you mean that's really genius. Like, if Mahanit knows its fate, so does Pike. Ohora sings the song when it's doing when she's doing stuff. Mahanit sings songs to itself to communicate. Yeah. Right. It's creating like, not just a connection yeah. between audience and story, but between character and story, between character and character. That connection in Strange New Worlds is single-handedly better than any story Discovery ever did, which isn't a problem for this show, but I think it's a problem for, like, the overarching theme of Pike, which, again, like, it kind of, like, falls by the wayside a little bit. Like, Mm. second season, they're like, eh, whatever. (laughs) I feel like they got a little tired of having to touch on it on every episode, so they're sort of stretching it out now. Yeah, Um, I mean, I guess he can't be worried about it every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a little bit of complaint about that with season one as well, that Pike seemed like maybe he wasn't being a good captain because he was constantly worried about his own fate. Yeah, you have to get over it at some point. Um, I mean, the first episode, he's like in Montana, like, I'm going to go hunt bears or whatever he's doing. He's right? riding horses. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go fucking coal mine some shit. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this other captain's brains out. And then, and then uh, fucking Admiral April shows up and he's like, get the fuck in the ship, you idiot. I feel like that was a really good touch for, for like, the other captain who he has a relationship with. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of explains why there's, like, a distance between them, right? Because they spend so much time apart. Um, right. In classic Star Trek, that would have been some bimbo. Yeah, well, she would have been, like, scientist hottie, right? Like, yeah. hot scientist lady. It would have been some blonde lady with Vaseline on the screen. What I think is so clever about it, too, is, like, uh, that's exactly what Archer does. Archer and uh, 
that captain oh, who's yeah, captain yeah, yeah, of the yeah. Columbia. There's sort of like this like like tradition of great captains fucking each other. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> right? At the end of like, the day, who is going to understand your position and what yeah. you go through besides another captain? Yeah, you're like uh, you're like the president of a tiny autonomous country, yeah. right? Presidents like are always fucking each other. Yeah, president, Reagan and dude. Reagan and Gorbachev come. They on. fucked. Where do you think that stain came from? Ugh, on his head. What does that mean? Don't tell me. <laughs> uh, Jefferson, he fucked Adams. They hated each other. They hate fucked each other. Um, gross. <laughs> Old white president man. Lincoln. Gross. <laughs> president Lincoln fucked. President General Lee. Lincoln <laughs> on fucked the battlefield. John Wilkes Booth's wife. And that's why he was mad. <laughs> oh jeez. So I'm giving this I'm giving this an eight because I think it is an extremely solid episode of Star Trek. Yeah. And I always give a little bit of a curve rating for what series it's in. I and can't tell what kind of curve I'm on half the time, to be honest. Like I'm always comparing things to other things, right? So yeah. it's hard to keep track of like a baseline for me. Well, I think people understand that these scores are pretty fucking fast and loose. Like, I mean, mine's mine does Kegels. It's tight as fuck. Whoa, <laughs> my scores make you come instantly. I know. <laughs> I said seven point five, and Jeff was like, oh, "Mute it, mute the show." <laughs> the um. And uh, Strange New Worlds uh, season one, uh, I I've watched season two by now, but like yeah. I, I don't remember it because it's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, so just going by season one, um, there are such high highs in the season and low lows and yeah. extremely low lows. So I think eight is like the perfect score for this in my yeah. High, the high highs really pull you through the season. Like yeah. I, I don't hate the Gorn as much as you hate the Gorn, but I don't enjoy. I just the feel Gorn. like it's such a wasted. It's it's not just that it's like a full on rip off of another science fiction franchise, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. Star Trek doesn't need to do and shouldn't. Yeah, but um, it's so lazy. Season two is a much better season. Like, like the, in the Gorn way. as a concept is like you're taking something that is inherently going to undercut the seriousness of what you're trying to write. The Gorn is silly. Like we've seen the Gorn. Well, we they're know babies. How silly it is. They're fucking babies, right? And it's babies. <laughs> babies. You brought me babies. <laughs> That's what Jeff said as soon as he saw the Gorn. Yeah, that's how I felt about him. Yeah, and he had his Shredder mask on. It was always. crazy. Always. Yeah, always. Like he does when we record. Clink, clink. Yeah. And the, <laughs> there it is. Uh, it's, I feel like it's a huge wasted opportunity. You're bringing back like one of the sort of beloved silly parts of the original Star Trek, and you're trying to make it like Shadow the Hedgehog level grimdark. It's, it's well, shocking yeah. they don't have guns. To be honest well, you, with dude, they should just fully dino riders them out and just put fucking laser guns on their back and shit. Well, you may as well at this point. <laughs> like, right? Like, fuck it. What I think like, is think, stupid think about, about it. this, they're like, and spoilers for Strange New Worlds if you haven't got into it, but like, they're like, Laon lived on a fucking rape planet where yeah. like the, the Gorn impregnate people with their eggs and their eggs explode out of them because yeah. it's just alien again. Because it's aliens. And yeah. they keep you in fucking like uh, disgusting, violent internment camps and shit. And yeah. now look 
and in your mind's eye, picture the Gorn that Kirk fought. Right. But also, like, we, like, that makes peace with the Gorn. Like, that whole thing allows, like, yeah. the Gorn and Which human. also, like, really yeah. sort of undercuts. Right, exactly. Like, the, if the Gorn were doing such horrific things. Yeah, how are we going like, to rationalize? Because that, yeah. that's the entire, I mean, I've talked about this on the show before, but that's the entire point of the Gorn as a metaphor is that we is don't that understand yeah. them because they're so different looking than us, right? Right. They're but not as it turns out, they were just yeah. protecting themselves from our encroachment. We yeah. didn't understand that. And yeah, as it, it turns also makes... out, we're both the same, and we part not as enemies, but as friends. But yeah. it turns out that the Gorn are all lizard Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> that completely undercuts the the message of Arena. Also, Hitler was also lizard Hitler. The, do your own research. <laughs> do, do your own research on that one. <laughs> Dude, it makes Starfleet seem paranoid as fuck, too. Like... Admiral April shows up and he's like, oh, these fucking Gorn are fucking crazy. And, but like, we don't, we can't fight them because the Klingons fucked us up and we're not ready. And it's like, I don't know. It's like sort of like a, just like a bad look, a bad feel. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like Starfleet isn't afraid of new things, you know? Like why would they be afraid of the Gorn? If- it's, it's like we, we immediately... Like, it makes sense in Arena why the Enterprise immediately takes a defensive, like, yeah. worried position with the Gorn, because the Gorn have destroyed three Federation bases at this right. point. We don't understand that we built those bases on their worlds. Yeah, they live under the ground like lizard people do. Like, we don't understand that, but, like, it, it's understandable that the Enterprise is coming at this with such a timid, war, like scared, defensive yeah. position. It makes no sense that we would immediately take up that position the instant we find out about them. Yeah, like they already like. But, but then again, they are Lizard about. Hitler. So it turns out that Kirk was the dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, dig down, stupid. Jesus. Check check in the earth, dummy. <laughs> Um, I didn't mean to go on a tangent about that again. But I thought it was gonna be me this episode. I had a whole thing about like <laughs> a whole thing about like when the little girl and the mom look up at the comet. How like if this was Discovery or like JJ Star Trek, like you'd see the fucking Enterprise like doing donuts around it, and like you know, <laughs> you but would the definitely you... see the peace break off from the planet, yeah, which you which you would you would definitely see that you would not see anything else like do you know how fucking hard it is to see shit with your eye like people can't see shit with our with their there's eyes there's no way you'd see the peace break off from the planet it's yeah like, it's, yeah it's glowing like you wouldn't see no, you'd the peace see break off you'd see it you would well see you'd it. see the enterprise then fuck no you would that. not no you would not see it the no. enterprise is five billion miles across <laughs> you would see it god that's that shit drives me Fucking insane! I, I want to go on the record. You would not shit. see a fucking piece of a comet break off yes, from the planet. Would. It's it's super close, dude. It's so close. No, no, no it's no. so big. No, 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 no. You, you would see. You it. would not see. If it was big enough, you would see it. I mean, you could still see the um, the uh, shuttle when it broke off the big piece from afar. Like that means it's not that big. The piece that it broke off. Well, that's a scale problem. Like I feel like the the comet. 
is bigger than they sh- wanted to show it next to the ship. I, I don't think that you're wrong. I just think that the piece that they broke off isn't as big as you're thinking it is. Somebody who's an astronomer, please tell this man about comets. <laughs> when have we ever broken a piece off a comet to know shit about that? <laughs> we crashed shit into one once. Look, I fucked a comet, so don't tell me. <laughs> I split that comment in a way that you never could. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I got that to jerk off to tonight. Thank you, Hell yeah. (laughs) I I like this episode a lot. I like Strange New Worlds a lot. I just, I really think that there's uh, certain episodes where they really fumble the ball in the first season. I remember the second season being better overall. I mean, again, spoilers, there's characters who, like, probably should... They'll be on the show that uh, are. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the, I do like who they brought in, but also it's sort of like really silly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is it's really like silly. It's goofy like as fuck. Yeah. They they wanted another character from a previous series, and they yeah. didn't think about the logistics of it at all. They just did yeah, it. Yeah, they were like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to M Class Podcast. I'd like to thank Mahanit, our Lord and Savior. Our Mahanit is an awesome Mahanit. reigns on the lizard people. Thank you, Mahanit. And thank you to the lizard people who brought him to us. Next time you are out in the rainstorm, just look up and open your mouth and think about Mahanit golden showering you. Look up at Mahanit in space and see the peace break off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <Thank> <laughs> This is a whole thing. <laughs> Tune in to Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit where we just argue about this for 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> now, if you like the show and you want to keep it on the air, which is a weird old saying that means going, if you want to keep the show going, please head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode, and... Uh, uh, Discord for your fellow Trek boys to joke around with and have a great time. We need to make a Maha Neat room just people, for worshiping our Lord and Savior. People can worship in peace on the Discord. Uh, <laughs> for a little bit more money, you get access to other shit. Like, uh, I believe either today or tomorrow when we're recording, which means this is in the past when you listen to this, I'll be putting up a Jeff and Josh shoot the shit where we talk about something. Uh, what did we talk about? I don't remember. I have it. Let me look. We did Willow for the oh, movie. Oh, Urkel. Oh, Urkel. Yeah, yeah we did a Urkel. Jeff and Josh shoot the shit about... It started out just talking about Urkel, and then it became what we would do if we were given control of a big-budget Hollywood Urkel movie where everyone yeah. got to come back. We were talking about... Um, uh, house party, and I think that just kind of naturally blended into Urkel movies, right? Yeah, I'm not sure about how house that happened, party lately. but I don't either. I don't we know. ended up talking about Urkel the movie. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I think it's <laughs> gonna be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna say I don't think it's too early to say Oscar season, it's, but it's Oscar bait for sure. If you listen to, <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it's Gurkle versus Burkle one last time. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, we also did a commentary track, which you can get for a few more bucks a month, uh, the Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies series. And this time we did Willow, and we had a fucking great time with it. So I'm sure you'll enjoy as well. Willow, starring Zane Bauer. <laughs> I told her about that, and she was like, 
cool. How was I? <laughs> and I and I was like, Jeff agrees with me. She does. The actress in the movie does look a lot like Zane. I know Zane it's, doesn't listen to this garbage, but if you do, I agree with you. It's Josh. the eyes. It's the eyes, dude. She looks like kind of like Nurse Chapel too. It's the big, big uh, round eyes. I'd have to, I'd have to get the side by side on that one. <laughs> I'd have to get the side by side nudes on that one. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, thank you. I'm a married man. I, sir, am married. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you need any more info about M-Class, you want to know what episode's coming up next, what collection we're on, uh, where you can get merch, uh, and every episode we've ever covered in a list, so uh, you can make uh, collections up and submit them to us on Patreon, you can help head over to mclasspodcast.com. Uh, no spaces, no dashes. Mclasspodcast.com. Do it. And There's a uh, we'll be soda back. Soda truck. There's a soda truck outside throwing sodas at my house. Fuck yeah. Free soda. Sorry. Let's uh, let's let's end this. Train wreck. Oh god. He said it out loud. <laughs> he said the quiet part out loud. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Lower Decks: A Mathematically Perfect Redemption, Season Three, Episode Seven, as our final entry into Sully's. Prime Directive Defective Collection. I think this is the peanut hamper one. And you know what that means. What? It means it's time to suggest us new collections at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Fuck yeah. Join up. Look uh, at the pledge level you need to be at to suggest collections. Put your collection together. We may have to watch it. We have to if people vote We're on it. legally bound to watch it. And that's turned out quite bad for us in the past. You're in control of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, keep your eyes on the stars or whatever. I need to do an outro, but I don't know what to say. Like, I want a uh, cool outro uh, for the show. Trek with your boys. Trek with your boys. Where'd you trek this at, son? <laughs> We'll be back in two weeks with another M-Class. Bye-bye. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trip, 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 trip with your boy.